Hello, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and you come to me for hard facts. Good afternoon, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. The news comes at you fast. America's Food and Drug Administration have said that Trump was incorrect. There's information and misinformation. Their own NAFDAQ came out and told Donald Trump, we're going to be waiting here. Where are you talking? Now you talking with by yourself. It's okay. And making sense of it can be hard. Can you I will let you talk. Coyote. Coyote. I will let you talk if you let me talk. Coyote. But that's my job. Let's talk context. Let's talk statistics. Talk about those bills at the Senate right now. Let's talk to the experts and the newsmakers. Um, I, I see the kind of stability that would, would, would allow uh, growth to happen by this time next year. Every weekday at 3. Good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesi. Let's talk hard facts. Good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. Half a million Lagosians cannot be wrong. So thank you, Lagos, for listening to Hard Facts. I'm so humbled to hear that 570,000 of you tune in to listen to this show every day. My God, it's amazing. Uh, I was blown away yesterday when I heard it. I promise I'm going to give you exactly what you come here for. The facts, the context, the history. And I'm going to keep letting you tell me what you decide about these stories. Now, you cannot listen to Hard Facts if you don't stay alive. COVID-19 is still out there, so please stay safe as you move around. Mask up, keep your distance, wash your hands, sanitize your hands uh, as often as you can. And when you get home, if you wear a disposable mask, get rid of the mask, all right? So that we don't have world people taking it out of the trash and reselling them. And listen to hard facts so that you can get the latest on the pandemic and tell your friends and your family and your colleagues to tune in as well. I have a great show for you today on hard facts. We're starting with a big Three. Let's talk about some street sweepers appealing online for their salaries. We also have an official statement from Loma. And then let's talk about the current spread of COVID-19. NCDC says that there are many people with COVID-19 that have not been tested yet. Plus, we're seeing lots of people who can no longer taste or smell. Those are symptoms of COVID-19. And then let's talk about interstate travel. Kaduna State Government says it's removing all roadblocks into the state because the security agencies are not cooperating. Now, you can answer our big three questions on Twitter. Nigeria Info 99.3. That's Facebook, actually. Twitter's Nigeria Info FM. We have just a minute coming your way. It's still on. So at some point, we're going to ask you to call in and play. So keep listening. You could be today's winner. If you can answer the most questions, in one minute, you become today's winner. On Community U Report, let's talk about the return to worship centers again. Chukwudi Ezugu is going to share the guidelines with you and he's going to ask you if you think your worship center will be able to follow them. And on the big hard fact, we're going to talk about Siemens power deal. The federal government is bringing in Siemens to fix some of our technical problems in electricity. So we'll talk about what Siemens is planning to do. We'll talk about who's paying for what they're planning to do. And we'll talk about if it can work, period. 
I'm going to have the owner of a power company, Timmy Sholaye, on the show with me to discuss it. Now, we'll have updates for you at the top of every hour, of course. And at the, uh, after the news at six, I'll hand you over to Rufai Useni for conversations with Rufai. Don't forget to listen to every single thing that happens on the show because questions for just a minute will come from the things that happen on the show. Huh? 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 Let's get into the big three. This is the big three. The big three. On Hard Facts. On 99.3. Nigeria Info. How can government make sure that contractors pay their staff? Do you know anybody who has lost their sense of taste or smell? Has the interstate travel ban failed? Those are the big three. Let's talk. Uh, first story is happening here in Lagos. Street sweepers are complaining that they haven't been paid salary for months. There's a video that went viral of one of the street sweepers. He's a supervisor, actually, talking about the situation. Let me let me play that audio for you. I'm the shop in Lagos State. Sisida
For those of you who don't understand Yoruba, let me summarize what he said. He said he's a supervisor. He and his colleagues clean Lagos every day from morning until 4 p.m. Even during the lockdown, they didn't stop. They were risking COVID-19 to keep our streets clean. And yet, he says, they're owed three months salary. He says they're hungry. His kitchen is empty. He hasn't been able to buy cooking gas. He's an asthmatic and he cannot buy his medication. And he makes a direct appeal both to Governor Babajide Songolu and to the acting Loma MD, Ibrahim Odubomi. Now, I reached out to Mr. Odubomi to find out what's going on and he responded. He gave me an official statement and here's part of what it says. Quote, the sweepers, though, are engaged by contractors who are responsible for their upkeep. Despite this, however, the authority and indeed the state government prioritize their welfare and well-being. Hence, they are given adequate care, support and protection. The authority has, since April, made payments to our sweeping contractors for onward disbursement to their staff members. In addition, efforts are being made to ensure prompt release of subsequent payments, not only for May, but all future payments. The authority and indeed the state government appreciate the great work of our workers, and especially during the COVID-19 pandemic period, and we therefore assure them that we will continue to pay optimum optimal premium to their welfare, welfare, end quote. So Loma is saying we don't pay the sweepers directly. The sweepers are staff of the contractors. Loma pays the contractors every month and the contractors are meant to pay their staff the sweepers. It's pretty straightforward. Now, Loma also says that uh, they've paid April salaries. So if the street sweepers have not been paid, that means the contractors are holding the money. Now, here's what I want to know. Shouldn't government be making sure the contractors do the right thing and pay the sweepers? What I mean is, it's illegal to withhold their salaries. Abby, and it's one thing for it to happen in a private business, which government cannot always see. But this is happening on a government contract where government is nearby. And I'm wondering whether there shouldn't be some mechanism in place to stop this from happening. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe government gets a list of sweepers from the contractor. And pays them directly. Or government contacts the sweepers. And if they haven't been paid, government penalizes the contractors. I don't know. It's up to you to tell me. Why do contractors owe money? Do you know a contractor who's currently owing the sweepers some money? Are you a street sweeper? Do you know a street sweeper who hasn't been paid salaries? What can government do to make sure that its contractors pay their staff as soon as they've been paid? Should Loma take action now that they have heard that their contractors have not been paid salaries? That their contractors have not paid uh, their sweepers' salaries? What's the action that government should take here? 
0700-993-993-993. And yes, you can tweet at us at Nigeria Info FM and send us a Facebook uh, post. Facebook is Nigeria Info uh, 99.3. Let's take a few calls. Hello. Thanks for calling. Hello. Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name? I Square. I am calling for Mojo. Good to have you on the show. Go ahead. Okay. Let me thank you for a good job you are doing. Thank you. For oh, money. Okay. That's it. For me, I think uh, there are two things in governance. Number one, the security. Number two, the life of the people. Any government that undermines the welfare, the wage, the wage of the, the, the civil servant, that government has failed grossly. Unfortunately, this is what we have now. Uh, imagine if that uh, asthmatic patient died now. What do we say? Can we say, in all honesty, that the government is living up to their responsibilities or expectations of the people? Also, there are two reasons why most of all these things happen. When government refuse to pay the, 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 the contractors, number two, when government does not have good policies or platform in place to provide those people that are supposed to pay them, and that's what we have now. Can we say that we are getting it right now? But I think uh, if uh, things will uh, be done normal, that three months salary is supposed to be paid now. Because in this time, time they are not supposed to owe any worker. Because most of them have uh, body needs that they're supposed to take care of. So I think uh, if you hope the government of Lagos State or the Lagos State government to take more responsibilities to pay these people so that they can cater for the needs. Because uh, you can see that we are now in time. time. Thank you so much for calling to share that with me. 99.3. Hello? Yeah, I must travel. Hello? Hello, President Sandra. How are you? What's your name? <laughs> sorry, Jerry. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, please. It's okay. Um, President Sandra. Yes. You see what we are talking? This uh, party members, uh, friends, this family, it's no good. Those members. Hello? Yes, I can hear you. Go ahead. Those people, they contract this thing to. They are party members. Apart from whatever they are going to pay these guys, they will make money from each of those papers and they refuse to pay. Even the supervisor, why did he wait this late before he cry out? I remember during the lockdown, those women, I used to see them as early as 5 a.m. See them sweeping. Yeah? How do you want them to feed? How do you want them to take care of their families? Supposing the government pay them direct, what will happen? government pay them direct hello yes i can hear you must they must they contract that thing out that's a good question must they why not recruit these people direct and they, they need to call the contractor whoever they give that job to let him settle these people it's getting too much this uh, party 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 family whatever they are doing with people thank you president sandra thank you chris for calling 99.3 sorry about that hello hello Good evening. Hello. 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 Good evening. How are you? My name is Mr. John. Calling from, calling from Iba. Good to have you on the show, sir. Welcome. Go ahead. Please. I really want to contribute on uh, the issue. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. The issue that the investigation you made mm. is an half investigation. We have got the head of the loma. You mm. need to get that. You need to say, please, who is that contractor? Let us ask him. Okay. What are they have paid? Or that they have not paid the contractor. Okay. But on my own view, mm. I know they have never paid the contractor. No contractor 
in this Nigeria and they will pay him. He will not pay the workers. How do you know that? Are you a contractor? Uh, yes, sir. I mean, I'm, I'm not a contractor. I, I work with some contractor because the contractor will not want to lose people that are working for him because if he does not pay them, they will not come and sweep. I see. And this is contract. If he's not doing it well, they will need the contract from him. So you're if saying you're saying that you know some contractors who have not been paid? No, I know some. The contractor have not been paid. Okay. I'm telling you, frankly speaking, because if the contractor have been paid immediately, he will pay the, this is three months. Hmm. you mentioned people are not believing. John, thanks for calling. I, I'm glad you said people are not believing there's corona. We're going to do a small experiment on the second story. I'm going to ask you a very simple question. That question will help you hopefully believe that there's corona. Let me check a few more calls. 99.3. Good afternoon, Sandra. How are you? What's your name? This is Ebekonle. Welcome to the show. Go ahead. I just want to say that once, when people are taking on employment, they should know whether it's a direct employment or a contract employment. That is number one. Number two is this idea of contract, contract, contract. I remember there was a day I went to the general hospital here in Nikorodu. Mm. Somebody was looking fine. Who you perceive that he has got a good job. Was lamenting to me that people that I see here, okay, these are probably cleaner or you, you get this stuff now. They are contract staff. It shouldn't be. If government wants to employ people, let them employ directly. I equally understand that when people, when government employ people, people take it with levity hands. So our orientation needs to be changed. And that is why change is difficult. Thank you. All right. Thank you for calling to share your concerns on the show, Ibukunle. Let me go to WhatsApp where we have lots of comments. Uh, Martin Sosua from Ekotun, for instance, says, street sweepers not, have not been paid for months and that's too bad. They are workers who shouldn't remind their employer of their wages. The contractors should be called in for questioning and um, it's illegal to withhold payment of somebody who has worked for you after 90 days. Uh, there's a young man who keeps calling me on WhatsApp. And because you keep calling, even though I'm cutting your call, I'm going to block you. And you're not going to be able to access our WhatsApp because you don't want to behave yourself, unfortunately, for you. So there, you can't reach us on WhatsApp anymore. All right. So let's go back to uh, WhatsApp where we have other comments coming in. My name is Victor from Ikorodu. The chairman of Loma is not saying the truth. Who are the contractors? Hmm. They are the contractors, the party members. The party chairman are the contractors. 
I hope you know that every street has its own contractor. They are more to this issue than the Loma that the Loma chairman is saying. Thank you. All right. Thank you for sending your message in. Another comment here says on WhatsApp, uh, the Loma staff have not been paid because the contract was awarded to friends of government and party members. The MD of Loma said that they have paid their April salary. Why didn't he question those in charge of the contract? Why haven't they paid their staff if truly he's sure that they've paid the contractors? That's a message from Ernest. Ernest is in Ejibo. All right, I'll take more of your thoughts. Now, I did invite the Loma into the studio for an interview, and uh, but he offered to give me a press statement instead. And the statement he gave me is what I've shared with you. Now, if he does accept our invite for an interview live on Hard Facts, all these questions that you are raising, we will, of course, be asking the acting MD of Loma. Now, there's a lot of news about the spread of COVID-19. And that's our second story. So, first of all, <clears throat> let's talk about the NCDC boss. Chikwehekwazo. He said that there are lots of untested cases in the country. That means a lot of people who have the disease have not been tested and have not even had their samples taken. They aren't even on the list of suspect cases. So there are people who are moving around Nigeria right now who have COVID-19, but they themselves don't even know that they have COVID-19. And the government has no idea who these people are. This is because we have had a lot of challenges with contact tracing. And because of this, because of this huge number of unknown cases, Iyakwazo is begging Nigerians to be careful. He told Nigerians to, in fact, let me just read it for you. He said, quote, that mosques or churches decide to open doesn't make it compulsory for people to attend. Attendance is still a personal choice. If a supermarket in Abuja decides to do a concert, it doesn't make it compulsory for people to attend. We have to make sacrifices on things around leisure. We have to make it socially unacceptable to be seen outside without a mask. We have to hold each other responsible and must discourage each other from unnecessary gathering. Our health is dependent on the action that each of us is going to take for the next few weeks. End quote. So let's unpack that. The NCDC boss is saying it's not by force to go to church or to mosque or to a concert or to any other leisure activity. He says people should make sacrifices and stay at home. So yet again, even after allowing worship centers and ent entertainment venues to open, the federal government is advising people not to attend them. And he also told you and I to insist that people around us wear masks. I always have my mask on, but I cannot tell you the number of people that I see wearing their masks on their chin or holding it in their hand. And the NCDC boss is saying that it needs to stop. Everybody should wear their mask well. And we should make it socially unacceptable to move around without a mask. So that means if somebody isn't wearing a mask, all of us should give that person heat. And I want to know what you think about that. 
Now, apart from this quote, Iyakwazo also talked about bed space. He said yet again that we are running out. And we have a report on our website, on our Instagram, if you go to Instagram, Nigeria Info FM Lagos, about the University of Port Harcourt's teaching hospital. It's being used as an isolation center. And now they're saying that they are full to capacity. They can't take any new COVID-19 cases. Meanwhile, River State is getting new confirmed cases every day. And apart from the confirmed cases, like Iyekwazu said, there are lots of people with COVID-19 who have not been tested. Every day you hear people who have at least the symptoms. I saw a thread on Twitter. That thread has, I'm looking at it right now. It has 438 comments. It has 741 retweets. It has 2,532 likes. And the tweet said simply, if you live in Lagos and you have lost your sense of smell and or taste at some point recently, like this tweet. And 2,532 people liked that tweet. And then you go into the comments, 438 of those comments, you have people who are talking about their experience of recently having lost their sense of taste and their sense of smell. And that's a possible COVID-19 symptom. A lot of doctors and a lot of pharmacists are saying that people are coming to them with those symptoms. You have people who are saying that they fell sick. It was kind of like malaria, but they couldn't taste or smell anything. It's becoming very common. In fact, do you know what? Let me, let me conduct my own test here on radio, right? Have you yourself lost your sense of taste or your sense of smell? Has somebody in your family lost their sense of taste or their sense of smell? Whether you lost the sense of taste and the sense of smell and you had a fever on top or you didn't have a fever on top, I want to hear from you. 0700-993-993-993. Have you lost your sense of taste or your sense of smell recently? Or do you know somebody who has? 0700-993-993-993. What do you think about Iyekwazu saying that there are lots of untested COVID-19 cases moving around Nigeria? What do you think about his advice for people to stay at home from activities like concerts or worship? And what do you think about UPTH saying that they've run out of bed space? The University of Port Harcourt Teaching Hospital. Have you lost your sense of taste or smell recently? 0700-993-993-993. Hello. Hello, Sandra. Good to have you on the show. What's your name? My name is um, TK. Okay. I'm calling from Surulere. All right. Welcome. Go ahead. Yeah. I want to attend to the last question. Yes. About the losing of sense of taste and smell. Have, have you lost yours? Yes, I did. When? I did um, last month. Okay. Um, it happened that I, that week, I went to Computer Village for about four days consecutively. Mm-hmm. Then on the Friday of that week, I took ill. Okay. I, I drove home and I was feeling very bad before got, getting home. So okay. when I got into the compound, mm. I called my wife. 
from the from downstairs. She's upstairs, mm. two story. I we had a family friend within the compound that was in my sitting room. So I told them, I told her to tell them to go to their flat. Okay. Then she should prepare the extra room for me. That oh. Hello. Hello. Yes. Go ahead. Oh my God! I'm losing my. Your airtime. Anyway, I'm so sorry. Yes, mm. but it happened. It mm. happened, and I've heard from about four other people around me that had malaria and lost their sense of taste and smell, and they recovered eventually. Oh, sorry about that. But I find it interesting that we think it's malaria. I, I wish he had more airtime. So I would have asked him questions like, did those people do tests? Did they do tests to show that they had malaria? You know? And then you may have malaria, but still have COVID-19 on top. It's like somebody who has hypertension, but now gets COVID-19 on top of the hypertension. So you, you treat malaria and the malaria goes away, but you still have COVID-19. And sometimes the symptoms for the COVID-19 are the same symptoms of malaria. So you're treating malaria thinking that it's malaria you're treating, but you haven't done a test for malaria or for COVID. There's no way to know that it's not COVID. But I like that he did the responsible thing by immediately going into isolate himself mode. Thank you for sharing that story with me. 99.3. Hello? 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 99.3. Okay. Hello. Hello. How are you? What's Sandra. your name? How are you? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Have you lost your sense of smell or taste? Yes, I have. When did it happen? It happened for about a, a month now, so I'm just getting it back now. Wait, it's- hold on. Um, you're you're just recovering your sense of taste and smell now? Yes, it's coming back like not fully, you know, back. Okay. I'm telling you, it, I was just living as if I was not living, okay, when that thing happened to me. I was sick. Okay. I had I had very serious waist pain. Okay. 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 And then I was um, like having malaria, fever. At times, I, I would become very cold. Mm. Then... After like one hour, I will become really hot. Hmm. Okay, hmm. so I was scared. I went online. I read a, about um, COVID nineteen co- symptoms. Nineteen symptoms, mm-hmm. and everything was happening to me. Hmm. Headache. I was coughing, hmm. so I went to the hospital. When I got to the hospital, so I I was on queue to see the doctor. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So I was just like, no, 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 guy, guy, just call these people and just go. You don't need to sit down here again. Mm. You know, you've, you've, you've con- contracted this thing. Mm. You don't have to come and sit down here again. So I went outside. I called them. I called the line. Mm. They, they responded to me. They picked my call. Mm-hmm. So I explained what all that uh, was, was happening, happening to, to you. As of that time. Mm-hmm. But the girl that spoke to me said, okay, I should try and see a... Doctor, mm-hmm. let, let them let let them do a test. Okay, to check um, what was wrong with me. Okay, so I went back to the hospital. Mm-hmm. They ran a test on me. They they took blood to the lab and ran a test. So they they now told me that um, I don't have any infection. Okay, that I have I have serious malaria and fever. Okay, so they they treated me for that. But after some time, I lost. 
my my sense of taste and and, and smell and smell. Hmm. So so whatever I eat, it doesn't taste in my mouth. My pet, I take my pet very close to my nose. I cannot say anything. You can't smell your perfume, huh? At all. Hmm. Into the toilet. If I want to go to the toilet, someone will 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 fart around me. I can't smell anything. Hmm. It was terrible. It just last week that I. I started re- re- recovering, covering myself. Yeah. Mm. You know? mm. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better, and I'm glad you did the right thing by calling NCDC and the hospital. At least they showed you a test that told you it was malaria, but still couldn't explain to you the the loss of uh, uh, taste and smell. So you could still the have had COVID nineteen. Went back to the hospital. I said I I lose my my my, my taste. The doctor quickly drew his um, face mouth and just cover his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what is happening to me so, but uh, I just control myself that day <laughs> I'm glad you're okay and I'm glad you know that you're here right. and you're talking about right. it with me thanks for calling and sharing that story 99.3 hello 99.3 hello Sandra good evening good evening what's your name uh, my name is Dennis did you lose your sense of uh, taste and smell? In fact, you are threatening me this afternoon. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why? Honestly speaking. Yeah. Because uh, I've never, I never knew losing one's sense of taste and smell. Is a symptom? Is of ah. a symptom. They are the major ones, so. But I never read this online. Ah. Or is it that I, mean I was not reading enough? You're, I guess you're not reading enough. But I mean, you've heard it here. If you hear it here, it's the truth. Because I've listened to a lot of people who suffer the same thing I suffer because people with a, a headache, back fever. Pain, mm-hmm. I went to my pharmacist and some uh, people even have diarrhea. He just told me I should use a, a vitamin C. I bought a pack of vitamin C, mm-hmm. and that was what I was using. Mm-hmm. In fact, for a period of about two or three, I was just eating food. I don't smell anything and. Uh, I don't taste anything. Hmm. But I'm just getting this for the first time. It's a symptom. Ah. Okay. Okay. Thank you for Bye. calling me. Bye. Bye. Okay. All right. Well, we've got loads of tweets, people sharing their own stories as well. So see why Iyakwazu was saying there are lots of people who have this thing and we haven't even tested them. Like the government doesn't know about them. They don't even know that they have it. People are just, are just attributing loss of uh, taste and smell to malaria. But we've been having malaria for years in Nigeria. How come the malaria has never come with loss of taste and loss of smell. These are questions you need to ask yourself. Good day, President Sandra. This is Ogotchuku Gentle from Aja. The government or the contractors should please pay those workers. This is wickedness. Secondly, if Chikwe Hekwazu is advising Nigerians not to attend events or worship centers, why did they open them in the first place? Anyway, I am staying safe. That's all I need to hear. Thank you so much for sending your message in. Simon from Lekki says, I have a friend who complained to me about losing his sense of smell. Mm. Good afternoon, Sandra. I can remember losing two, these two senses last month, but I took some medication and I became fine after the first week. 
Okay, we have more messages here. The government of Nigeria is more serious in telling people to cover their nose while hunger is killing people and government doesn't care. Imagine street sweepers being owed salary. My God, contract to party affiliates and family members, they'll swallow the money. The same government is not worrying. Uh, my name is O.C. Daw in a gigi. All right, O.C. Daw, thank you for sending your message in. Let me go to Twitter where we've got a lot of messages. Um... Uh, this one says, the reason the Loma contractors can confidently refuse to pay their sweepers is because of the kickbacks that government officials have collected from the contractors. It is just a corruption practice between the government officials and the contractors. Like the caller said, they contract the job to private individuals. Can government maintain it themselves? How much is the money that they cannot pay these workers? Another thing is that the, is that the government, have they even really paid the contractors? These are questions that should be asked. It's unfair for them to not pay these people, as Ine Uzodima says. Delight says the inter-travel ban has not only failed, it has made COVID-19 virus spread even more. Joshua Joe says, I know someone that could not taste or smell for one month ago and we lived together, but there was nothing like COVID-19. Now I am not infected with COVID-19, so when someone does not smell or taste, it's not COVID-19. Oshie, Dr. Joshua. Our third story takes us to Kaduna. I'm still going to come back to the phone lines and you can tell me whether you have lost your sense of taste or your sense of smell in recent times. And yes, let me say it categorically that those are symptoms of COVID-19. Now, of course, you're going to need uh, to do, uh, what's it called now? You're going to need to do a, a test to confirm that you really do have the virus. But government doesn't have the amount of money required to test every single person. But if the people who have called into the show or shared their stories on social media do not motivate you into trying as much as possible to keep safe out there, then I don't know what to tell you. Because every day we're hearing stories of people who are dying from this virus. The people who have called me so far have been lucky to be here to still tell their story. You may not be as lucky. Now, our third story takes us to Kaduna, where Governor Orofai says the security agencies are undermining this, the interstate travel ban. So because of that, he's lifting it. The Kaduna government will stop mounting roadblocks at the state border. And here's why. According to them, the police and the army are using the roadblocks to extort people who are transporting food and essential goods. Remember, they're supposed to let those ones pass, right? But the Kaduna government says instead, the security agencies are hooking them for money. And then they're letting everybody else pass if these people pay bribes. So Kaduna government is saying no need again, you don't do. They're saying the only reason they accepted the roadblocks was to keep COVID-19 out, even though it hurt the economy. But if the security agencies are going to turn it into something else, no need again, everybody day or day. And they're, they're not the only ones who are not happy about how the ban is being enforced. A lot of Nigerians are complaining about the double standard. They're saying that government officials and politicians and other so-called big people are moving from state to state without harassment, even though they're not doing anything essential on their trips. I gave you several examples yesterday. Gorin Obaseki uh, of Edo State was one of them. Because his party, the APC, disqualified him from contesting, he traveled to Rivers. He traveled to Akwaibom. 
to meet the governors there. And Nigerians were asking what was so essential about that trip. By the way, just before I came on air, Obasaki announced that he's resigning from the APC. So he's no longer a party member. So when you call in, also let me know what you think about Obasaki's move and what you think is going to happen next. But yeah, back to interstate travel. So we have Obasaki moving around. We also have Naira Mali, who went from Lagos to Abuja for a concert. And now we have more information about that. The aviation ministry has grounded the private uh, uh, jet service that carried him, executive jet services. Why? Because the ministry says that the service lied. They were supposed to carry a judge who had official business in Abuja. That was what was written on the application. So the ministry approved it. But instead of the judge, they now carried Naramali and his crew. So now they're grounded. But we've also seen a letter from uh, the CEO of Executive Jets, well, according to some sources. And according to the CEO of Executive Jets, he was also deceived. He says, yes, they were supposed to be carrying a judge, but at the dying minute, the judge cancelled the plan. And then he now got a message from his staff that somebody called Babatunde Fashola wanted to charter the plane. So he thought it was the Minister for Works. So I guess he's saying that Naramali's people tricked him. But either way, Shasha, people who shouldn't, who shouldn't be traveling are traveling. And they seem to be able to do it because they're rich or they're powerful or they're connected. And I want to know what you think about that. How rampant are these violations of interstate traveling? All the time I'm seeing tweets on social media or Facebook posts of people saying, I went to Enugu, I went to Potakota. And I'm always asking myself, "Ah, ah, I thought there was interstate travel ban. Do you agree with the Kaduna state governor that there's no need to keep the ban if the federal government will let somebody or some people break it? Are, Are the police and the army using the ban to collect bribes at the borders while still letting people through? What do you think should be done? Should they keep the ban or should they just lift it? Because one more time, don't pass a big. Huh? What do you think? 0700-993-993-993. Let me go to Facebook. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. And you can, of course, tweet at us at Nigeria Info FM. Again, Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. I'm going to take a few comments off of Facebook. And then I'll come back to the phone lines and take a few more calls. If you don't have our number, 0700-993-993. 993993. Atanda Kayode Samuel says this is the highest level of inhumane to less privileged people. Afam Ojibe just wants me to know I am great. Thank you, Afam. Ernest Isibo says they deserve their salaries. The government should pay them, Sandra. We, the private school teachers, are also in the same problem. Since March, April, most of us private school teachers have not been paid. Please help us before hunger kills us. Tony Haven says he lost his sense 
sense of taste and smell before. When he went for a test, he discovered that he had malaria and he says he treated it. He says he's now okay to the glory of God. Rafael Adekoke on Facebook says, I hope you know that the WHO has come out to say that people who are asymptomatic cannot infect anyone. And they also came out and said that they were wrong about that information. But I guess you didn't catch it when they sent that information out. A lot of um, a, a, a lot of uh, miscommunication has been coming out of the WHO and that's a problem that they need to fix. But yes, they came out and said asymptomatic people cannot infect others. But they also came out and said, oh, it's sorry, we made a mistake. Asymptomatic people can infect others. So we've got another comment here from Emeka Solomon on, on Facebook who says that... Um, uh, he can tell me for a fact that right now he has lost both his sense of smell and taste. And he is uh, at the University of Port Harcourt Teaching Hospital. And he says that it's been over seven days. He was initially also down with malaria, which has been cured. But the sense of taste and the sense of smell, of smell uh, is still not back. Interesting, interesting. Let me come back to the phone lines now. Hello. Hello. Hello, Izzy. How are you? What's your name? My name is Alamende. Okay, good to have you on the show. Have you lost your sense of taste or smell recently? Yes, for uh, like two weeks ago. So I now went to pharmacy to take it, to buy drugs. So they now give me some drugs, malaria and... Uh, energy distance so i now use it for just three days i got myself back okay so also thing happened to my wife i went to the pharmacy and complained the same distance they give to me hmm. so everybody is okay now so so you had it and your wife also had it yeah hmm, i see thank you for calling to share with me 99.3 Hello, Sandy, baby how are you sandra that's the good name what's your name good afternoon ma. good afternoon what's your name my name is Obaino. Good to have you on the show. Did you lose your yeah. sense of taste and smell? No. No, good. What but, story but, do you want to talk about? Yeah, I want to talk about the interstate ban. Okay. Do you think they should keep the ban or do you think we they are, should lift it? We are it? ourselves in this country. I'm, I must tell you the truth. Hmm. I have traveled and I've come back to Lagos. If you see what is happening on the road, you will know that in Nigeria, we don't have any government. Okay. Security operators are busy collecting money in every checkpoint. Okay. Motor are running on the road every day. Okay. So if they say there's a ban on, on interstate, they are deceiving themselves. Hmm. I must tell you, I have traveled to Imo State and I have come back to Lagos. Why, why did so you travel? The fare was much. I traveled for Iberia. Okay. Understand. Okay. The fare was much, but nothing like a ban. They, they, are, they are deceiving themselves. Deceiving themselves, he says. Hello, how are you? Hello, Sandra. Good evening. Good evening. Good to have you on the show. Yeah. My name is Chukuma. Chukuma, welcome. Go ahead. Yeah. If you want to talk, we say, this our government. Hmm. Yeah? Hmm. All of them, they're the mosquito. And they need fleet. <laughs> need to buy fleet for them. <laughs> okay. Not true. <laughs> okay. Not true, Mata, not true, Mata, they tell you. Okay. Uh, because these are our government, they don't even know where they are going to, they don't even know where they are coming from. Okay. They're just, they're just confused. Hmm. If at all, say, our youth, they should go back to these 1966 boys. I think one of them still alive now. Let them go 
and investigate from that man and ask the man what to do for this present uh, government now. No, let's not call for coups on national radio. Apologies about that. We've got Christo 20 who says, Nigerian government makes me laugh. Violation of interstate travel has become a norm. As a matter of fact, the government has messed it up themselves. If politicians can travel from state to state, why can't the ordinary Nigerians travel as well? Let them let Naira Mali be. Danion says, there's no need to keep the interstate travel ban. Uh, Joshua Joe says um okay we've got cardiac healer who says funny enough i lost my sense of smell and taste after i attended a church service that i was invited to it wasn't funny i think the fear alone can cause a trauma that can lead to panic uh christo says some symptoms of covid19 are the things that we were used to the whole thing about this virus is overblown so much confusion it's not overblown oh my god if you were one of the people who has lost a family member to this virus I don't think you're going to be very quick to say that this virus is overblown I've lost a number of family uh, friends to this virus and I know like this thing this thing it's it's not overblown people it's really not overblown we've got uh, more people on twitter tj omope for instance says i don't think loss of sense of of taste or smell can be concluded to be a sign of covid i know of two persons who complained about that week weeks ago and they're doing very much fine and for the unpaid street sweepers i think government should help fix the complaint um tj Loss of se- loss of sense of taste. Uh, sorry, loss of um, taste, loss of smell. When you can't smell things or you can't taste things, that's a symptom of COVID nineteen. Those are symptoms of COVID nineteen. Now, some people have those symptoms and they have fever. They have headaches. Some people have those uh, two things, the the no taste and the no smell, and they don't have fevers. They don't have headaches. Some people don't have symptoms, period. No loss of no loss of smell, no loss of taste, no fever, no headaches, nothing. And they still have the virus. Those people are called asymptomatic um, carriers of the virus. Right. So uh, it's I, I think what we need to ask ourselves is why is this particular symptom symptom so rampant right now why is everybody at a time of a pandemic losing their sense of of smell and their sense of taste at the same time that's what we need to ask ourselves now for some people for a lot of people the symptoms are mild the symptoms are moderate but for 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 others, it's very extreme. It lands them in the hospital. It requires them to use ventilators. It requires them to, um, to, to suffer greatly. It, it makes them suffer a lot. And there's no way of knowing which one you will become. So if you get it and you don't have strong symptoms, be grateful, but don't dismiss the severity of this virus for other people for whom it is severe. Seriously, it's the human thing to do. It's the empathetic thing to do. Let me come back to the phone lines. 0700-993-993-993. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon to you, sir. What's your name? My name is Miss Wyatt. Calling from Amuwa Welcome to the show, sir. Good to hear from you. Thank you. Hmm. You see, 
Okay, thank you for calling us. 99.3. Hello. Hello, Sandra. Good to have you on good the show. Afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm good. My name is Enzo. Welcome, Enzo. From, uh, Welcome, Enzo. The truth of the matter is this interstate lockdown should be lifted. Okay. It's not affecting the rich. It's only affecting the poor. Poor people are complaining. Why a rich man or what you need to do is just to get a police officer, let him see the front of your car, or you are driving the government plate number. No police officer will stop you on the highway. But poor people are being made to pay through their nose just to get to that destination. The government just succeeded in creating police hypermarkets along the road. Hmm. The police officers are smiling to the bank and the poor man is crying. Travel from Lagos to Ore, Lagos to Benin. The kids, the, the small, the small farmers who, who, go to the, who go to the farm to get our crops, their, business, their businesses are crumbling. Hmm. Governments should leave this lockdown so that, and open up the economy. Poor people are suffering. Poor farmers are suffering. They've invested so much in their farms. They've harvested their crops. Nobody to buy it from them because they depend on travelers to eat their living. Now, most people are not traveling. Only the rich are traveling because they have access to mobile policemen. They have access to government plate numbers. So who is it who's really affecting? Government should wake up and leave this interstate lockdown. Poor people are suffering. Businesses are crumbling. Politicians are smiling to the bank. Culture of our taxpayers' money. Thank you. Thank you for calling me, Enzo. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Josie says, Sandra, this program is called Hard Facts. The hard fact is there is nothing like interstate uh, lockdown on travels. The news has people in government breaking the same restrictions on interstate travels, which they imposed on the people. The recent was the president's nephew. So the lockdown on interstate travels is fake because it does not exist. Therefore, the so-called lockdown on interstate travels should be lifted and let the people move about. It's as simple as ABC. We've got more messages via WhatsApp. Our security agencies are not well motivated, so they take advantage of every situation. Let Lift the interstate lockdown. We've got this one who says... Uh, Enzo is saying something against Buhari's government. Hallelujah. This is a message from Muyi in New York City. Muyi, thank you for sending your message in. Uh, Etu Benga says, uh, COVID-19 has helped security agencies a lot during this pandemic. Let government ease the interstate uh, lockdown. All right, we've got another comment here. Sandra, the minimum qualification to qualify for governor in Nigeria is Yek. We 
which Obaseki does not have issues with. He should go to the PDP with Wayek and pick his ticket. However, Oshomole should be fired by the APC for his inability to point it out um, in Obaseki's first election. All right. Good afternoon, Sandra. This person says... Um, Okay, so this person sent me a video they want me to watch and they're letting me know that uh, Nigeria's pol politicians don't have integrity. And he's asking me to look at Oshomole and his words. This is not the first time and this will not be the last. God is slow to anger, never to strike people down. If not, so many Nigerian politicians will be dropping down on the road. Shukuma, thank you for uh, sending your message in. We've got uh, this message here that says, Sandra, there's no ideology in the party politics in Nigeria. That's why they move from one party to another. We are not mature for democracy in this part of the world. Please dedicate a day and time this week to talk about the Lagos-Badagri Express Road. That road is more than 15 years since its construction began. It's getting worse now that the rain is back. Please pay a visit and see things for yourself. That axis from barracks is like a forgotten country with shanty built along the road, even making security a challenge once it is late. Please talk about that road on hard facts. Uh, that's a message from Jane. All right, uh, Jane, we do talk about that road all the time on hard facts. That's the interesting thing. But we will talk about it some more. But coming up is conversations with Chukwudi Ezubo on Community Report. Let's talk about reopening uh, religious centers. Do you think your own religious center will be able to maintain the social distancing rules? Let's find out.